1: Welcome to Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. My name is Roseanne from Community Waikato and I have with me here today the CEO of Community Waikato, Holly Snape. Welcome Holly.
2: Yeah, thank you, it's fantastic to be here today and not in the driver's seat.
1: No, you decided to throw me in the uh, in the deep end. The the deep end, straight from the outset. Yes, it's a single swim day today. It sure is a (laughs) single swim day. That's for sure, and it's a nice day out there too. It is. It is. It goes with it. Yes. So obviously, here today, we're going to have a little bit of a chat about the successful Embrace the Challenge conference that Community Waikato hosted last week at. The lovely Claudelands Event Centre, as well as a little bit of a recap on the Community Transport Symposium that we held, same venue the day before, and then we'll finish off with a little bit about what's coming up, um, our lovely weekly Pānui that's just gone out, about what are all the things that are coming up over the next couple of months. Yeah, well, especially now that the conference is out of the way, (laughs) we can turn our eyes to what's coming up, can't we? (laughs) We we sure can, indeed. All right. So, Holly, do you want to just start us off and just give us your sort of perspective on how you found the conference went last week? You know, it's always um, a little bit, yeah...
2: uh, it's a bit surreal leading up to the conference. You just, you don't really know what's going to happen. There's so much planning goes into it in those last couple of days. It's like, well, it's going to be what it's going to be. But um, but you can always tell how much planning's gone in at the front end, can't you? Because, I mean, from my perspective, we had a very, um, I was going to say event-free. What I mean is, like, there weren't there a lot of dramas. We had a, a fantastic conference. We had some outstanding speakers um, so some of those, not, not just the keynotes either, but some of the workshops were actually, you know, really quite, um, powerful. I went to one around, um, diversity and inclusion in the workplace and there were just some really simple messages around, um, how to, and that how, how to create safe spaces and how to be far more inclusive with our language and with our even our paperwork and just simple things you know it was it was amazing but I think the keynotes were probably you know some of the more uh, most powerful messaging we got the feedback we've had around Sasha um, has been yeah just nothing but absolute singing her praises she was you know you, you actually suggested that she she's the right speaker for the last slot
1: on the last day and it was absolutely the right thing, eh? Yeah, it sure was and I've actually been fortunate to hear Sasha speak three times now and uh, similar but slightly different messaging. Uh, each time I just come away in awe uh, of her and, and motivated and inspired Yeah. and um, go, look, if I can't take heed of some of these messages <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then it's, that's, it's my choice and that was one of the key things that oh, um, I took out of her, her workshop.
2: That was a really strong message, you know, and I think for all of us, um, working in the not-for-profit sector. I mean, she, she really focused around self-care. But part of that was, you know, really pushing back, I think, on us in a very kind and gentle way that actually these are the choices we make. You know, we can make choices to put ourselves first or we can make choices to completely overlook ourselves, but we actually need to take some responsibility um, for our own wellness. And she did talk about not being able to pour from an empty cup and we do need to find or to prioritise filling our own cups so that we are able to do the work that we do across the sector. You know, those are really simple messages, but very, very powerful because I think, um, you know, when we work in a caring industry, it's really easy to want to do for everybody else and, and sometimes overlook the needs for yourself
1: yeah that's so true and one of the messages that came across loud and clear to me was around if we can't lead ourselves how are we expected to be able to lead others yeah um, yeah and, and that is just so true isn't it
2: and she it, has a really powerful message too because I think you know for, for many of us um, we don't see ourselves necessarily as leaders you know we see ourselves as supporters or handholders or you know backers you know all of these kinds of things but actually you know she's right every person in that room is a leader in their own right they They have, um, you know, they have people that they work alongside, but people who look up to them, they need to make decisions. You know, we're all leaders in our own lives and we're all potentially
1: influential to anybody around us. Uh, So true. And, you know, rightly or wrongly, we uh, are probably seen as um, those role models to a certain extent. That's right. Uh, And we have to then be able to be able to walk the talk. Exactly. What was really
2: special about her, though, was how she took material that we probably all know in our hearts to to some degree. um, And she made it really um, very funny, you know, so very um, accessible that way as well. Um, but really motivating inspiring you really felt like you wanted to do more you know in this space. I want to look after myself, I want to make sure I can do more of the work that i do and I, I think that was that 's an absolute talent she has is to to spark that inspiration
1: in people she does, and the other thing that comes across to me uh is around her. Showing her vulnerability. Yes. um, Which she did. You know, she touched on a couple of really personal issues, you know, to her. Uh, and you know it's all about actually showing vulnerability is actually a strength yes where um, we always I suppose it's been ingrained in us that it's probably a sign of weakness yeah yeah where, you know when you get the likes of Sasha Coburn and even sir Steve Hansen yes I've heard him speak and he's talked about showing vulnerability and especially in front of you know uh, a you know group of males yes is actually a strength to have these uh, days it,
2: it absolutely is so I mean I thought she was amazing um we also had a very um, highly energetic and and jam-packed full of information first you know um, keynote speaker with Nathan Wallace talking about really the brain eh, and and the way it sort of develops and plasticity the opportunity to continue to learn um, that our brains continue to grow and develop if we feed them you know with information and the likes we exercise our brains essentially Um, but it was a very Yeah, there was it was so dense of information, wasn't it? You know, um, what was amazing was having these we had the graphic facilitators with interactions, capturing the stories um, of these keynote speeches as they went on, and and graphically kind of depicted um, the messaging through each of those keynote speeches. And, And it's quite amazing what they've managed to how they've managed to encapsulate everything that was said. You know.
1: Yeah, so they've got a great talent, haven't they? And I actually um, was fortunate to sit in on the workshop that they Oh, ran. did you go to that one? Yes, I did. Um, what did you learn? <laughs> <laughs> um, that supposedly it's a lot easier than what we think, um, and it's around about just starting with the basics. Mm. Um, and they just showed us some 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 drawings around, drawing eyes, for example, and how easy it is, and then you can just get into a bit more detail if you so wish. So they showed us a few of the little tricks of the trade. Yeah. Um, and uh, interesting, well, I was walking around looking what everyone was doing when they were asked to just start to draw... Um, the ideal holiday. Yes. Uh, and it's interesting the number of palm trees that came up on the, <laughs> on the <laughs> drawings. <laughs> whether it was because they were easier to draw or whether because everyone was so looking forward to maybe an island tropical holiday somewhere. Yeah, or maybe a combination of both. Yeah. Yeah. But the visual recordings are an amazing tool um, and we're very fortunate. Um, the advisors through Community Waikato to have partnered at times with Interactions mm. and the visual recorders... Uh, with some of the workshops that we've been yeah. um, facilitating, especially with some like around strategic planning and helping to tell the story um, of the organisation, some great uh, information coming out of that. Yeah, A- and as we know, you know um, most people are visual learners. Um, picture paints a thousand words yes especially for some of our ethnic groups where maybe English is not the first language yeah um you know so having those visual recordings to represent the gorero throughout the whole you know time there um great great tool to have yeah
2: overall though I think the conference was marvelous I think um people did walk away feeling like they'd they'd taken a whole lot of information on board I think they did feel a bit Rejuvenated, I think there are a lot of connections going on and, and that's really probably one of the most important parts about the conference actually is is creating a space for people to reconnect with each other and especially after the last, you know, well, since 2020 where, you know, we really haven't had the same kind of opportunity to gather.
1: So true. And I think it uh, just showed in our registration numbers, didn't it? We had over 230 people register yes. uh, from over 100 different organisations um, that's just fantastic you know, yeah. majority from across the Waikato region but we did have a, a few also from outside yeah. um, which, was, which was great to, to see them come along as well Should we throw to a music break? Sounds a good plan and you've given me a very quick crash course on what to do there So, <laughs> so, uh, so
2: let's do that and when we come back we will have a bit of a conversation about what was the next one the Transport Symposium Yes Perfect Was the power of love Um, and Roseanne and I are here chatting today um, about, well we've just covered the conference but now we're turning to the uh, Regional Transport Symposium and um, Roseanne you were lead um, well you were MC for the whole thing you've been part of the um, organising committee you've done a lot for this and so it would be great if you could give us a little bit of a rundown on what actually ended up happening, how many did you have there?
1: Yeah, we we're look, we we're um, really pleased with the turnout. We had about eighty people. Oh, there, it's perfect! Um, yeah, from across um, the Greater Warkattaw what, what region. What kind? Like, who were these people? Yeah, so look, you know, firstly, I suppose, what is community transport? Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, as they say, a ride when there's no other option. Yeah, and predominantly, it's probably more in our rural areas. Um, yeah, you know, where the public transport system um, is. Is either not there or, yeah. or infrequent, um, or it might be where um, you just don't—they don't have a car yeah. themselves to get from A to B, or the car—it's too far to walk or too yeah. far to cycle. Um, so it's, it's looking at those alternative um, options for people. Most of it is around, I suppose, for health services. Mm. You know, like um, health shuttles yeah. um, taking people to either across to Waikato Hospital for appointments or specialist appointments, uh, or it could be even just to their local um, GP mm. medical centres mm. um, as well. But there is other other reasons why people do need. Community transport um, solutions as well. Uh, so most of the people there were, were, were those providers that oh, actually yes. operate in that space. But we're also very fortunate to have um, representatives from the Waikato Regional Council there that specifically work in that transport space. So they have the transport um, coordinator now as well, don't they? Yes. So Amantha Bowen, um, who came on board around about June this year, yeah, um, is employed through the Waikato Regional Council um, as the the community transport coordinator, yeah, uh, and she also had a key part to play uh, in the uh, symposium on the on the day. Um, so it's going to be great. Amantha's going to be, you know, the face, uh, the key connector across all of the various transport providers um, across the region.
2: Yeah, it is handy having that person. We know from our team, Sarah has taken a very pivotal role in this space, and has done a lot of work to advocate to. Um, you know, to encourage some of our local territorial authorities to pick up the mantle a bit more and it's great that the Regional Council has seen a space for them um, in this
1: area? Most definitely so. You know, there's been some you know really good funding come through and uh, one of the workshop topics that we had during the symposium was around that the Regional Council have tagged some additional funding um, for the transport providers, and it was looking at how they could help to co-design the framework cool. for how that funding does get allocated out. How did people feel, and what what were their thoughts about that? Look, I think they were very appreciative to start with um, around you know being given the opportunity to, to co-design what that will will look like. Um, a lot of them are all voluntary mm-hmm. um, and and offering you know sometimes their own car, their own vehicle, so mm. their own expenses for the petrol. Um, so very appreciative that there will hopefully be some funding support coming their way. Yeah. Uh, and so I suppose it's it's like a lot of things, you know, when you've got um, a criteria or coming up with a criteria for funding, you always end up oversubscribed. Yes. For the amount of money that you have got available to allocate out. So it's looking at coming up with a, I suppose, a fair, robust framework um, to support people as best we can and make it as equitable as we can along yeah. the way. Yeah. Um, yes, and and just going back to Sarah, obviously our work colleague Sarah Gibb uh, has generally been the lead on on the symposium and and the forums that they do hold each year. Just happens to be over in England at a family <laughs> wedding right at the moment. Um, but hey, it's a fantastic opportunity for her and and yeah. great for me to have the opportunity to be involved in the in the symposium and. Like the conference, we had a couple of workshops, some great speakers. Um, we had Dr. Bridget Doran from Mr. a mm. principal researcher, who provided some international perspectives um, of what's happening in this space in Britain, uh, in America, and uh, in uh, Australia.
2: Are there quite different opportunities in community transport internationally as people doing it differently?
1: Yes, uh, probably a little bit differently in, in Britain and America. Maybe also too the the volume yeah. that we're talking about. I suppose. Australia was probably the closest, mm-hmm. um, you know, to us uh, in in what they're looking to achieve over there. Uh, and just even thinking about in New Zealand, um, there's actually only two regions that are actually looking at this collective um, around community transport. Um, yeah. So uh, as well as in the Waikato, you've got Canterbury is is the other one. And one of the key objectives from the symposium and and will be ongoing is looking at how we can come together and provide a voice, you know, mm. one voice and, and probably looking at it from a national perspective, um, you know, can we come up with a national vision um, to then look at how we can have some influence, you know, central government yeah. um, around recognising that community transport is such a key integral part of just everyone's day, you know, every oh, day in life.
2: Absolutely, and of course you know, with the changes from the DHBs to a centralised health system, it's, it's a time to reflect especially when you say that a lot of that community transport is about accessing services from that kind of medical space um, and they are talking about how to have localities in that but you know um while we don't have gp visits at home anymore and hospital visits at home there still needs to be some way to get people to those really important specialist meetings and
1: you know visits and the likes Say, eh? look there are and and there's also some some good Collaborative projects starting to evolve as well. Oh, and really? One of the presenters, um, Greg from Te Whata Ora, the formerly the Waikato DHB. Yes. THB, yes. Um, he presented about an initiative that had started up um, from Tōmenui, um, a local bus service, to come up to Waikato Hospital, uh, and it stops off at both Tikuiti and Uthrohonga um, to pick up um, passengers who um, also have appointments at the hospital. So heads off in the morning and. Back again late in the day. Um, but they, they worked out that it was probably only about half full, you know, at most the bus was only about half full. So, working with the Waikato Regional Council who provide that service is to look at, well, okay, well, can we look at this as also a general bus service for people from Taramanui looking to come up, you know, either to Te Keweti or through to Hamilton and how can they can utilise that service. Um, they always make sure that they ring fence a number of seats. Um, the priority is for those that uh, need to access the healthcare. care. Yep. Um, but uh, for other people who wish to um, utilise the service, um, they can. Uh, And so that's that's fantastic. It's a collaboration.
2: Absolutely, and another great way is to get people into the city if they need it for their you know. That's
1: that's right, most definitely. Yes. So So it's a big success, you reckon? Yeah, look, from my perspective, looking outside in, I suppose, um, I found it was a great success. And look, it's all about sharing of best practice, Mm. um, strengthening our networks and our relationships, um, you know, across the community transport sector. Yeah. And uh, everyone seemed to go away quite happy. Nice. Um, And uh, again, we were very fortunate to have the visual recorders from interactions there as well. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know sort of recording the um, discussions that were had during the two workshop sessions yeah Um, so it's going to be fantastic to see the end result of those
2: you know it was interesting we had them at the last symposium as well and what was cool was you know like part of that graphic you know that came out were the um the goals for the next, you know, two years, which we thought it was gonna be turned up being three years between symposiums. And it was great to be able to see that again and go, actually this has been achieved. There's been really good activity that's that's taken us to this
1: next stage and I think, you know, that's really helpful to see. Look it is. And uh Amazing with technology, what you can do, uh, Sarah had pre-recorded uh, an introduction video before she left, which we played, and where she did highlight uh, some of those key points and the yeah. achievements that have happened over the past three years, culminating in Ametha coming on as the, as the um, transport coordinator. For, yes, that uh, funding so. that's been achieved, like there were some great outcomes. There sure have been yeah. some great outcomes there. So, yeah, we're probably at the stage now where we probably will have maybe a bit of a chat now, Holly, about sort of what's coming up, you know, now that have sort of got the conference and the symposium out of the way, and maybe, you know, what, what do you've got there? What do you well, I've got, happening? Well, I've got the bulletin in front of me,
2: but before I turn to that, I'm going to give you a bit of an update. I've just been, um, not so long ago, at a meeting with um, the Glenview Community Centre, the CAB, Te Whare Korkunga, um, and Ngarawahia Community House, and there's a bit of a collaboration going on at the moment to bring... Um, a, a play, a show to um, the Waikato um, called Shot Bro. It's really about um, somebody who has lived with and had um, a really hard time with depression um, and anxiety, and and then the pathway. From that, and and this is really a story to support people who have had similar experiences, or, or might not know what it is they should do, or maybe it's for people who have people in their lives who are going through really hard times. Um, so this is going to be fantastic. We're doing three shows. One is for practitioners, so that's that's the side I'll be organising. But then we've got um, we've got a show in Hamilton South, gateway to Hamilton City, um, down there at the Glenview Community Centre, and one out at Natawhia. Um, And this is going to be um, early November. So a little bit of a heads up. We will get um, probably Rotoa or someone to come in and have a bit more of a conversation about this. But it's a watch this space. This is a really powerful story. Um, Robert, who has written and acts in this um, play, is extremely good at what he does. It's extremely moving. Um, Yeah, it is, I think, a fantastic opportunity for people who are a bit interested in, in um, engaging in that mental health space, so that's a watch the space one.
1: All right, sounds really exciting. Look forward to the opportunity to going along. Yeah, to show at some stage. Thing? Yeah, it's so going to be got great. A
2: cu- couple of minutes to go. So, is there well, a couple well, of key things you might Yeah, in there? look, There's some jobs, and people always want to know about jobs, don't they? they sure do. <laughs> so we've got the Coromandel Independent Living Trust. They're based out obviously in Coromandel, Kilt. Um, they do incredible work with people and. Oh, they, they do so much. They do um, social housing, <laughs> you know, they mm. do support. that. Just everything you can think of, these guys do. Uh, if You'd need to be an innovative leader, um, I think, a little bit visionary, a little bit think outside the box. Um, and if that's you, then this would be an amazing job. You can jump on our website um, and, and get access to our weekly bulletin and you'll get all the details for this. Or if you want to just look them up, look up Coromandel Independent Living Trust and you'll, I'm sure, have all the details online. But he's also the regional coordinator for the Bill, uh, Billy Graham Youth Foundation. So it's ten hours a week, and it's remote working, which is great if you right. need that These flexibility. Yeah. yeah, so that's helping um, the onboarding of new affiliate sort of youth-based um, boxing gyms in the Waikato, Bay of Plenty, Taranaki region. Um, and you'll need to have that real heart for youth and community. Um, if that sounds like a bit of you, um, do look up the Billy Graham Youth Foundation. I think that would be well worth checking out. Yeah,
1: just quickly on there, I've actually been fortunate to hear Billy Graham speak. Oh, have you? He is so motivational and inspiring, and it's just a fantastic program that he's got set up there. Brilliant. That is cool.
2: So well worth checking that out. Um, and there's also Orange Sky, who we saw at the um, yes,
1: at the conference. Their lovely van.
2: And they do awesome. They do mobile laundry and shower services, particularly for people experiencing homelessness. And, you know, in terms of um, the dignity that can bring to somebody, very, very important. So um, they've got a role going at the moment as well. And again, I would just look them up, Orange Sky, um, check them out and see if it's going to work for you, perhaps their role. Um, Boy, there's lots of (laughs) these free webinars coming up. Um, We've got uh, through Everest. Um, There's on October the 11th, handling a bullying complaint. 15th of November, personal clashes in the workplace. And then 6th of December, effective performance reviews. Basically if you want to know anything about what's coming up in the community and social service sector, jump online at nz and tick that you want to be a part of our communication. Receive the weekly bulletin and the Kuma Divine and you'll get all these details. Hey, that is
1: awesome. Thank you, Holly. And uh, it's great that you're on the opposite side of the table this time. Yes. And uh, now I get to play with a, a few buttons. Yes. Um, and look, thank everyone for listening in to Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. Um, we thank you all very much and uh, hope you have a great week ahead.
2: Yeah, and we'll be
1: back with you same
2: back time, same back channel. We sure will. Ka kite